Blog Talk Radio. Deliverance.com, here on blogtalkradio.com. My name is Pastor Steve Lee, and I'll be your host for the next hour or so. If you're listening to us via the simulcast during the hours of 9 o'clock p.m. and 11 o'clock p.m. here on Monday evenings, we're so glad to have you. If you're listening to us on any other social media platforms and or any other times of the week, please contact us here at livedeliverance.com and give us the names the dates, the times, the locations, and platform names uh, that that you're listening to us on. Although we would love to proliferate the airways, we must do it legally, ethically, and in righteousness. If you hear any of our content through any other means, it is the result of Internet piracy and copyright infringement. And all of those who participate in any, any Internet piracy can be prosecuted by federal agents. Now, having said all that, we can get down to the business of the kingdom. So go ahead and get a pen and some paper. And if you have any questions or comments about the ministry tonight, when we get to the end of the broadcast, we will give you an opportunity to ask those questions or make those comments. So now, if you would, join your hearts with me in a word of prayer as we sanctify our time together. Father, I ask you to speak to me so that I can hear. Awaken me the mind of Christ. Open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your word. Breathe on me so that I can speak. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Flow through me and cause me to move by your spirit. Let healing and deliverance break forth in this time, in this place, because of your word, your spirit, and your love. Live big in me. I now decrease so that you can increase. Holy Spirit, glorify Jesus in my life as I now share the living word the bread of life. Jesus, reveal to us the Father and draw us into his presence where there is fullness of joy. 
Heavenly Father, quiet our hearts and minds as we allow the peace of God to rule in our lives. Cause us to grow in the grace that has appeared unto all men as you teach us how we should live in this present world. May we now awake to righteousness and slumber no more by walking in the spirit and in the fullness of his grace. As we sojourn in the land of promise, going from faith to faith and from glory to glory. For you have made us more than conquerors in this life through Christ Jesus. So speak to our spirit and birth victory in our hearts and in our minds. In Jesus' name, I pray. Well, beloved, this is three of conversations of victory or defeat. The Bible gives us a a good understanding of how powerful words are. And we know that the enemy of our soul continually inundates our conversations with fears, frustrations, anxieties, complaints, and worries. Please remember that our conversations carry our destiny. Our conversations carry and contain our future. So weak conversations, they promote compromise because they're seeds of failures, defeat. They are weeds that are planted in the garden of our lives. Proverbs uh, chapter 14, verse 17 says that when you come across a man that doesn't have the understanding, it says for you to depart, get away from that man, go from the presence of that man. And I find that there are times in our lives that we would have conversations, arguments even, to try to get people to see it our way. Beloved, that is, that is a, 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 a crazy thing for you to do because the Bible says you don't know that you can cause this person to get saved. It even went so far as to say, uh, wife, you can't make sure that your husband gets saved. I mean, you just work on you, and then by your conversation, lifestyle, um, you will bring him into the place where he will see that what you are offering is better than what he has, what he's presently operating in, okay? We have to learn how to not function in condemnation, but rather present invitation. Jesus said, and I, if I be lifted up, then I will draw, I will invite all men unto me. So we want to kind of deal with that, knowing that weeds also come from seeds, okay? Because as long as the earth remains, there's going to be seed time and harvest. So when you are purely arguing with someone to try to get them to to hear uh, the glorious gospel according to you, (laughs) then, then it's not necessary. What you're really doing is massaging your own ego. And I know I used to do it. Oh, my God, my God. I used to do it. There were people that would come to the house, and I had seen the scripture that says, if someone comes to your house that they don't have the truth, he said, don't even let them in your door. And so I was serious about that. I wasn't going to give them the time of day. But I would argue with them and show them that um, Jesus is Lord. Well, Jesus didn't need my uh, backing to prove that. He, he was going to be Lord whether I could prove it to them or not. But I would take the time and, and, and show them how uh, they, are, they are in error. Because I wanted in my, in my 
mind. I was trying to be zealous for God. But again, God doesn't need me to prove it. He says my job is to be a witness by my lifestyle, not just my words. Amen. See, because my conversation is more than just my words. And if I would allow my lifestyle to speak, Jesus said that I'm supposed to let man see the good works and then they will have a different conversation. They will glorify God. See, sometimes we 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 go at the thing kind of backwards and then we find ourselves not ending up with the results that we intended or that was needed. So that's just some things I'm going to, 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 to ask you to think about your lifestyle more than your words. <laughs> oh, God. You know, um, I, I, I can see myself trying to wrestle people into the truth. I mean, and we would be, we would go at this thing, Lord Jesus, I would go at this thing 15, 20, 30, 45 minutes without even blinking. Why? Well, because, yes, I had a, a wealth of scripture, and that was good, but I was, uh, it, was, it did have no effect. It produced no fruit. So Jesus wants us to be known according to what he said. He said, I want you to have fruit, and I want that fruit to remain. So at the end of my conversations for, for 45 minutes arguing with them, they left thinking exactly the same thing that they came there thinking. There was no fruit that remained. Amen. Oh, you've had conversations that, that uh, the only thing is happening is one person is waiting for the other person to take a breath. Because when they take a breath, boom, they're going to go in there and tell them, but this is what, and, and, and nobody grows by that. See, we, we've got to come to the place where we know that the word of God will not return to him void. It will accomplish that which pleases him. It will prosper in the thing whereunto it was sent. I don't have to worry about that. See, but in, 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 I was young in the Lord, and I was calling myself zealous because I wanted to, to be able to help people come out of their darkness. Well, let me help you out what Jesus said. He said, men loved darkness. Okay, come on now. It didn't say men uh, were sometimes comfortable. in. It said they love darkness rather than light. So why do I think I'm going to be able to drag them out of the darkness, speak into the darkness that they are surrounded by, and move? Because it's only the entrance of his word that gives light, not just the sharing of his word. In fact, he told us that we should be kind of mindful that we do not cast our pearls before swine. I mean, what you going to do with that? Here I am arguing for 30 minutes with, with someone that's not interested in hearing truth. They're only interested in causing conflict. The, the, the conflict that I was uh, uh, causing to be done was proving that this gospel of peace was not working. I'm speaking about peace that I didn't even have. Look at that. Come on now. I'm talking about me. I was in a fight. I don't have to be in a fight. 
All I had to do was lift him up. Okay? Whether they receive him, that's on them. That's not on me. See? In fact, again, I'm just following Jesus. He told the disciples when he first gave them the commission to go two by two, he said, if they don't receive your word, then shake the dust off your feet. Amen. Oh, I didn't see that scripture until it was way late in the process. I was having dust bunnies and clouds of dust and, you know, <laughs> and it was just really useless. God knew my heart, and he wanted me to stop doing that silliness so he can speak to my heart, encourage my heart, so that I would know that, okay, I have confidence in the word of God, not confidence in my ability to share. I'm not mad because people share. I get that. But I was way past that. I was the one that would uh, find the scripture, cause you to hear the scripture, be baptized with fire and, and the Holy Ghost and, and speak in tongues before I left. <laughs> and that just wasn't what was necessary. Did, did he, Jesus, did, didn't he tell us that I'm supposed to take his yoke? I'm supposed to learn of him? And he said, now here is I am so that you know it's me, Stevie. I am meek and lowly. <laughs> the Bible says that, that we're supposed to give them a, a word that's, that's easy to be entreated, without partiality, full of good fruits. It didn't say I'm going to make the fruits. It was already full of good fruits. And I need to sow in peace. The fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace, not of them that make conversations. Okay, just so that we kind of get that. See? We have conversations of victory or defeat. In Psalms uh, 91, I'd like to kind of just look at that. Okay? <laughs> because it, it's some interesting things uh, that he says here for us. It, it, it's so, the promises are so good. I mean, we're supposed to live a life that is Psalms 91 protected. That's just what we're supposed to do. It's supposed to eliminate frustrations in our thinking. It's supposed to be able to subdue whatever is coming at us. Psalms 91, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Well, now, see, if you heard some of the things that I've already said, I was not abiding under the shadow of the Almighty. I was trying to make sure I was heard. Mm-hmm, Selah. See, if I'm under the shadow of the Almighty, he's the one that has the presence. Okay, do you get that? I, the shadow covers whatever it comes in contact with. That's one of the properties of a shadow. Okay? It, it, I didn't need to try to become bigger than the shadow. That means I'm trying to be seen rather than staying in the position of humility. He that abides under the shadow of the Almighty. Then he says, when you abide there, look at what happens. You have a different conversation, different words. Surely I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge. He is my fortress. He is my God, and in him will I trust. All that loud speaking. 
It was not displaying trust. <laughs> okay, just just kind of think about it. When you get in your car and you uh, put on your seatbelt, do you announce to everyone in the world that you put in your seatbelt on because you trust in your seatbelt? You don't go through them gyrations, do you? You simply say, I trust the seatbelt to keep me in place, and you, in your own heart, say, click, it's done, and you start moving. But see, if I've got to be heard, if I've got to be seen, I would ask the question, is your trust actually present? Selah. Verse 3, surely, not maybe, he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowl and from the noisome pestilence. See, I mean, he's saying things to me. The word of God is a two-edged sword. So he's speaking to me just as easily as he's speaking through me. Okay? So then we, we can ask sometimes in our lives by our actions, what is God saying by our actions? And I if I be lifted up, if I'm seen. Verse 4, he shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be what? Thy shield and buckler. Okay. So if someone chooses not to believe, if they choose not to uh, cause the word of God to be the thing that directs their path, why should I get mad at that? Because he said his truth is going to be my shield, my buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flyeth by day, nor for the pessimist that walketh in darkness. You know, I just saw this today when I read this earlier, that, that, that pestilence does not have the understanding of how to get to me because pestilence is walking in darkness. I am a child of light. So just from that, that makes it pretty hard for the devil to get to you because pestilence walks in darkness. Hallelujah. Let your light so shine. See? I, 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 I take myself out of the position of being in trouble because I simply walk in the light as he is in the light. See, the victory, come on, y'all, come on, come on, come on. I will guarantee you that there is no victory ever been found in darkness. The Bible says, Jesus said, uh, blind people lead blind people into the ditch. Neither one of them can see. There is no victory in darkness. Glory to God. I mean, you need to hear that, beloved. Pestilence walks in darkness. So then pestilence cannot have a victory in your life, have a victory over you, because pestilence walks in darkness. You can even look at it and say that pestilence is a hit and miss proposition. It's walking around in darkness. Glory to God. <laughs> but see, if I'm abiding under the shadow of the if I'm abiding under the shadow of the Almighty, it's an interesting thing. Because God can be found 
in the secret or dark places, but he's not darkness. Amen. See, he can be found. He is everywhere. That means he would have to be found, be able to be found in a dark or secret place. But that didn't make him function in that place. Because he is light, and wherever he is, he can cause the light to be shining for your path of escape, for your path of victory. Are we having conversations of victory or defeat? Okay. So he's wanting us to to understand, I said it yesterday, whose we are. See, I am a child of light. Light, then, is birthed through me. I'm not a child for light. (laughs) I'm a child of light. See, those are some of the things that I kind of got confused. I was trying to prove who I am instead of being whose I am. I'm a child of light. So I don't have to go around trying to make sure you see my light, see how bright it is, see how great it is. No, I am a child that releases light. And when you release light, beloved, you're making invitation. You will draw men to the light. They'll look at it. You remember when 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 um, Moses was 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 walking around thinking he was okay. Next thing you know, is he saw a fire burning that was inside of a bush and didn't consume the bush. And he said, "I'm gonna go see about this. I'm gonna investigate this light. I'm gonna investigate this fire that's not consuming." Glory to God. Come on, y'all. The people will come to you to ask, how is it that in this darkness, in this destruction, you're not being consumed? Because the light that you live causes invitation to those that are in that frustration, in that pain, in that hurt. See? He that abideth under the shadow of the Almighty. Mm. See? He says that you, you, don't, you won't have to be afraid of the terror by night. Come on, y'all. Look, I hadn't seen that. Here we go. Both the terror that functions in and out of a dark place, in a place where no one is sure of how to walk. You won't have to be afraid of the terror because the terror, come on, y'all. Just, I'm reading scripture. The terror functions in that same darkness, doesn't it? Pestilence walks in darkness. Terror functions better at night or where blindness is. Okay, we'll even go further. Looking at that, he says, for the, you will not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flies by day. So even when someone that's living in a dark understanding is trying to harm you, and the daytime is now here so that you can see the attack good, it started from a place that cannot get victory. Amen. I hope you get this, beloved. It starts from a place that cannot possibly produce victory in or over your life. Light always wins. 
every time, all the time. The entrance of his word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. See? So then that's what, that's what God is wanting us to do. He wants us to do exactly what he did when he came to the earth and found the earth dark, void, without form. And then he said, me be, or light be, and light was. We are children of that light. See? So then we don't have to walk around, I don't know, maybe maybe some of the things that we've done. I, I, I tried to think, I thought I was helping people uh, see the futility of what they were doing and say, y'all need to get out of this, y'all need to change, y'all need to repent. And I understand that concept. But if I inv- if give them an invitation to simply come into the light, They'll remember that, won't they? Okay, we'll even go further. That when I leave their presence, since I'm a child of light and I'm producing and releasing light, that light can be seen while they are walking away, can't it? Amen. I'm giving them, by invitation, I'm giving them a way to get back to that light. I didn't hide my life under a hill, under my way of thinking, under a bushel, I mean, on a hill. I didn't hide it there. I left it available for them to see. This is why we shouldn't cut people off just because they didn't do it your way. Let your light remain. Just let it be seen. Glory to God. Let the invitation remain open for them. See? Because they are hungry, they are thirsty, and they will come to the place where the water and supply is. Amen. That's why he said, I want you to be fruitful. I want you to have fruit that remains. So, I mean, when we get to the place where we understand the why we were called, and the how we should go, we probably would be a whole lot more effective. You are the one that will supply for them an invitation into that which is greater. And I say it all of the time, God did not call us to better. He called us to greater. Greater works than this will you do. He's called the great I am. He didn't call us to better. And in my thinking, I was offering people better. Better has the connotation that I have to compare. You compare better with worse. But see, you were called to greater. Greater doesn't have to go to the place of comparison because greater is simply greater. It could be greater in dimension, greater in volume. See, it's just simply greater. And what we did is we tried to uh, um, come at it from the position of better. That's why we would say things to people that were in a church that we think they were not uh, getting prosperous in. We said, well, we can give you a better. No, invite them into greater. That's what Jesus invited you into. Amen. Okay. So, you know, it's just a, these are slight changes of thought, if you would, so that we can enjoy 
greater. Um, so that's just some of the things that, that, that we have to understand. When we abide under the shadow, if we abide in the house, then we have to live by the house rules. Is that correct? Yeah. Proper words will keep me in the house. Proper words will keep me in his presence. Proper words will maintain my victory. Please understand, he's talking about a process, not a transfer. See, sometimes we just want to go and get the little dab or do you. We want to get a transfer. No, it's a process. It's done over time, all the time. Amen. Because God is calling us into eternity all the time. See, we, 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 we're going to have to learn that this process goes day after day. Jesus ever liveth to make intercession. It's a process that goes on day after day. That's why it's not a, a, a place that we can say, you know, I prayed for them one time. No, it's a process that goes on day after day. Amen. I, I, I can't cut them off. I can't cut them off. One of the reasons I can't cut them off is because they represent my seed. Amen. Which means they represent my fruit. Is that correct? So then why should I plant something and then abandon the plant? Amen. Fruit that remains. See? That's why it, it, it's incumbent upon us to, to look at it from the perspective of heaven. Heaven, Jesus didn't give up on you. Come on now. I know I said these are just, I'm, I'm talking about me. I said, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm not going to do that again. Went right back out there and did the same thing. Not because my heart was just so wicked. It's just because I didn't think that I can win the way he said I can win. So when it came to the place where the road met the road, I didn't have enough in my tires. I kept getting the flat. <laughs> See, I kept bumbling and stumbling down the road rather than having a smooth transition because I didn't understand it was a process, not a transfer. Amen. We've got to walk it out. Every day, beloved. See, it's not just a, a, a one and done. Okay, yeah, I, amen. Now let's enjoy. I understand that concept, but you're going to have to say amen. And amen means so be it, not so was it. It's an active verb. We just keep walking it out, walking by faith, because as I walk it out, walk it by faith, then I'm pleasing God. And when my ways, this is what it says in Proverbs 16, verse 7 and 8, it says, when my ways please God, he'll make even my enemies be at peace with me. Glory to God. So the, 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 the people that I'm frustrated by, if I would concentrate on letting my ways please him, understand that it's a process, not a transfer, then my ways please him. And he says, I'll take care of your enemies. I'll stop them. I'll make your enemies be at peace with you. Come on, y'all. I, I, I like that. Being at peace with me would be better than just liking me. You know, you can like 
something for a temporary span of time. But if I'm at peace with you, then I don't have to worry about a time because you will always be mm -hmm, at peace with me. I didn't even say you'd have to agree with me. You'd be at peace with me. You will find yourself no longer fighting or having agitating passions toward me. You will be at peace with me. Jesus is referred to as the prince of peace. I'm glad he's not the, oh, my Lord, I thank you for that one. I'm glad he's not the prince of feelings. Glory to God. Because feelings change, don't they? Amen. He's the prince of peace. And he has an everlasting peace. He has a peace that could pass my understanding. Glory to God. See, as we abide under the shadow of the Almighty. See, these are, are, are conversations that our heart has before the Lord. The Lord, I, I, I know that you're on my side, and I, I thank you for being on my side. So since you're on my side, you said, I don't have to fear what man will do to me. He will never leave me nor forsake me. Therefore, because of this, I will not fear what man can do. And so I thank you, Lord, that you're on my side. You're, you're causing that peace that's necessary to go beyond what I understand. Oh, Lord Jesus. I, I, I'm just hearing the scriptures. See, a peace that passes understanding automatically passes my sight. Amen. Because it passed what I understand, not just what I see. I see an attack. I see an affront. But this peace that you've given me goes past what I understand. So by definition, it has to go past what I see. It has to go past what I'm experiencing. Glory to God. See, this is how we abide there. As I abide there, it, it, it becomes clear that his victory, <laughs> it becomes clear that his victory is man, because in verse 3, he says, Surely he shall deliver thee. He didn't say maybe. He didn't even say one day. He said surely. Come on, y'all. Surely helps me to maintain hope, causes me to continue in faith, because surely means it has to come to pass. See, once I have believed, once I have released faith in the word of God, surely now is the thing that leads me. I'm no longer walking around in the maybe. I'm not even walking around in the hopefully. I'm walking around in a surely. Glory to God. I, just seeing that in my spirit, that changes my stride, doesn't it? I, I simply now am able to walk upright. Why is that important? Because he will not withhold any good thing from him that walketh uprightly. This man is walking in a surely experience. Glory to God. I'm abiding under that shadow. See, I don't come out and do the peekaboo to see if things are favorable for me today. It doesn't matter if I see favorable because I have a peace that goes beyond my sight, that goes beyond my understanding. 
Glory to God. See, my 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 proper words, they keep me in the house. They keep me in his presence. <laughs> they maintain my victory. Surely I will say of the Lord. You do remember that it tells us that if we're redeemed, we should be talking the right way. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I, I have a different conversation. And as my conversation is accurate before the Lord, then my victory is easy to be transferred from what I thought my mind was going to end, end up with. See, that's what that, there's a transfer. I don't think that way. It's a process. And I know that as I took the first step, okay, we'll do it this way. We'll do it this way. When you leave your house to go to any location, there is a process that takes place. It's not a transfer that takes place. It is a process. You have landmarks that you would cross because in the process, you know that you're getting closer to your destination by those landmarks that you pass. I don't care how far or how short that distance is, the process is what causes victory. If along that process you decide to stop, then your victory also is stalled. But if you would continue in the process that he gave you as the steps that he wanted you to take, steps that are preordained that you should walk in. See, we're looking for a transfer. Make it happen. Give me three more goosebumps. See, God did not, again, he's not the, he's not the Lord of feelings, emotions. He's the prince of peace that passes your understanding, passes what you're looking at. Wow. See, if you, if you hear that, if, since he's the peace, he's the prince of peace that passes, he just guaranteed your future, didn't he? Just look at that. If it's a peace that passes what you understand right now, he just guaranteed you a future, didn't he? He's the God that knows the thoughts that he thinks towards you. They are thoughts of peace. They are thoughts that bring you to the place of peace. They are thoughts of peace and not of evil. They are thoughts of good, not of evil. To give you an expected end. See, because the peace of God causes you to be able to meditate on, think on that which is yet to come. You don't have to just think on what you're enduring. Okay, you remember mothers, some of you can remember this, that as soon as Jesus said, as soon as the baby is born, the mother forget all the stuff that they went through because the baby's here. He's saying we have to come to the place where we think the same way. I don't meditate on what I'm going through. I can think about that which is our, I can think about my surely. I can walk in that, sojourn in the land of promise. When I walk around, thank you, my God. When I walk in sojourn, when I walk in the land of promise, it causes me to thank you, God. It causes me to be able to go past whatever I'm going through. Please say it slow. Whatever is in front of you is what you're going through. 
Amen. It, this too shall pass. See? But we cause the things that we don't like to stay in front of us because we meditate on the wrong thing. Did he not tell us to think on the things that are pure, just, as there be any praise, any virtue? Think on those things. And when you do that, what happens, Philippians chapter 4? He says, now the God of peace will be with you. Amen. He turned it from the peace of God to the God of peace. All that's in uh, the fourth chapter of of, uh, Philippians. The reason it's important, you start with, that's 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 your point of origination. You start with the peace of God. You start there. Okay. Go on and turn over there. Let's just flip over there. We'll see what we got. Philippians chapter 4. Thank you, my God. Philippians chapter 4. Starting at verse 4. See, I, I, These are conversations of victory or conversations of defeat. Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. And... Again, I say, rejoice. Again, I I want you to see this, understand this, that this is a process to do something again and again is a process that you have been invited into. Okay? If you rejoice one time, you did not go through the process. He said, rejoice in the Lord always, and again, I say, rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Why can I cause you to see that it's okay that you've come against me and I'm not going to be mad, frustrated, and, and bent out of shape about it? Because I know that the Lord is at hand as I let my moderation be known. He did not tell me to let my anger or my frustration be known. He said, let my moderation stay in the process. These are preordained steps that you should walk in. Let your moderations be known unto all men the Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing. Be careful for nothing. Why are you worried about this attack, that attack, these evil spoken words? Why are you careful for that when he just told you, be careful for nothing? He keeps giving us the process for victory. Okay? He, 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 he asks us, where are you in the process? Are are, are you worried about this or that? What they say, what they did, are you worried about that? Are you careful about that? He says, if you would, maybe you should underline that, circle that, highlight that. Be careful for nothing. But in everything. So then that makes us understand that whatever condition, state, circumstance that I'm dealing with, that I'm in, he said that while I'm in that, I'm not supposed to be careful, but while I'm in it, 
I should be prayerful in thanksgiving, but by prayer, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Again, these are the process steps, if you would. Did you see that? Don't be careful. In the thing, be prayerful. Have supplication. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Notice he said supplication. He did not say accusation, did he? Because I know a lot of times I was was accusing people that I thought was hurting me, that was coming against me. I was kind of, I wasn't functioning in trust. Because if I'm functioning in trust, then trust will let me hear no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And that every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith God. So if I'm operating as a mad child, a frustrated child, am I operating as a servant of the Lord? Ah, Selah. Because if I'm accusing God, the Bible says the devil is the accuser of the brethren, and here I am accusing them of that, this, and the other. So I've come out of the kingdom of light. I'm trying to function in the kingdom of darkness, and there is no victory ever given in darkness. Through darkness. You come out of it. I get that. Amen. But if I'm going to decide to reside, I'm not abiding under the shadow of the Almighty because under the shadow of the Almighty, the Bible says, in him is no darkness at all. So I'm not, I'm not abiding in darkness. There is no darkness in here. Okay? But when I decide that I'm going I'm to start accusing, I done left that shadow of the Almighty. I'm now operating in the darkness, the shadow of the devil. Okay? I'm not doing, I'm not following the process that he told me would bring me to victory. Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Now, did you notice the connection? My prayer and my supplication has to be with thanksgiving. Now, I know sometimes people will kind of half quote uh, that, 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 for everything, I'm supposed to give thanks. No, he said, in everything, give thanks. Have the posture and position of your heart is to find thanksgiving. You don't thank God for the trouble. In the trouble, you find thanksgiving. One of the things that you can find in the trouble is the thanksgiving of the problem, of the promise that God says, I will be with you. Okay? I will not forsake you. In that, I can now give thanks for his presence because his presence is going to cause joy to be made full, and the joy of the Lord is my strength. My pathway in the thing, I find thanks because the promise of God sojourning in the land of promise is going to show me my path out. Okay? I'm trying to help us because there are times that we have looked at that kind of backwards and then we would then agree with the enemy that we don't want to have rule over our life. Well, in this thing, I'm just thanking God for it. So then, well, then how can you get out of it if you've agreed with it? 
See, I need to find out truth when I, if I continue in his word. Then am I disciplined disciples indeed in what I do. And I will become intimate with the truth. And the truth that I'm intimate with will cause me deliverance, will make me free. Will not set me free, will make me free. See, because I'm in the thing and I'm finding the thanksgiving that comes out of the promise of deliverance. Again, when I didn't finish Psalms 91, but he said he would be with me in trouble. And with long life, he will show me his salvation. See? He does not, he's not, he did not promise that he was going to show me that you're supposed to be here, you old ugly thing. He promised that he would be with me and he would deliver me with long life. He will satisfy me. See, that's promise. That's personal, y'all. I'm sojourning in that. I'm walking around in that. I'm finding in the thing the place where thanksgiving can be released because he promised to deliver me. I would like you to understand, know, and, 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 and settle in your heart that deliverance has to be a twofold operation. You have to be delivered from and you have to be delivered to or you haven't been delivered. Amen. Amen. Just because you left the problem does not mean deliverance is finished because deliverance means you have to go from and to. When you put a, a piece of mail in, the, uh, in, in your mailbox and the postman comes and gets that mail, he starts the process of delivery when he takes it from you. But the process is not complete until it arrives at the place that you have or the, or the location and the address that you have on the envelope. That's deliverance. From here to there. And he promised that he would deliver you. I appreciate him comforting me, but he didn't just promise to comfort. He promised he sent his word to heal me and to deliver me. Psalms 107, verse 20. See? So as I walk, sojourn in those promises, then I have expectation of that. See? So now, because I gave thanks in the thing, watch what happens. But by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Something I would ask you, beloved, if I'm just mad, does God hear my prayer, my supplication, or thanksgiving. If I'm mad, okay, because he said to do this this way, be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer, by supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. So if I'm not finding the place of thanksgiving, then God's probably, according to the scripture, he's not hearing my request. Amen. Because I'm simply an accuser of the brethren at that point. See, I'm not, I'm not a servant of the Lord. And he said, don't worry about it. No weapon formed against you will prosper. Every tongue that rises up against you in judgment, you'll be able to condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness is of me. 
Okay? So if I'm not going to do the process that he delineated in his word, then I'm probably not going to get the benefit or the reward that was in those promises. I'm just trying to walk it down simple, line upon line, precept upon precept, because it's high time for us to stop the foolishness. We are the ones that are blessed, empowered to prosper. So then as we are the ones empowered to prosper, the question comes, why are we still going through the same things over and over and over again? That means we didn't understand why we were and how we were empowered to prosper. Again, I appreciate the ability to endure. I'm not mad about that. I'm looking for the victory. This is conversations of victory. We might have another day that we can talk about conversations of endurance. I I believe that for most of us, we've done the conversations of endurance. I'm saying it's time now for us to have conversations of victory. Amen. Because Jesus can't come back, beloved. He cannot come back until all of his enemies are put under his feet. He's seated at the right hand of the throne of God, waiting, expecting until his enemies be made his footstool. If we haven't made those enemies his footstool, he can't get up. He's seated until expecting that this is what's going to happen. And the last enemy that's going to be put under the feet of Jesus is going to be death. Well, let me just help you understand. Sickness and disease is simply death in slow motion. So that means we're going to have to begin to hear and understand what he's been saying all along. All things are possible to him who believes. So we're going to have to get to the place where we say, wait a minute, minute. that's what you said. Let me sojourn in this land of promise here. Let me see how you want us to to stand, having done all to stand, so that we can then walk correctly. Because if we walk correctly, you will not withhold any good thing from those that walk uprightly. Is health a good thing? Well, then let's walk uprightly so that it will no longer be withheld from our lives. This is just how it's written. Beloved, that's why I'm I'm inviting you into that by the Spirit through his word. This is not Stephen Lee gospel. I I have been gifted to be able to uh, frame the words that he's given me uh, in a way that makes you go, well, wait, hold on. That that is what he said. Because that's the way I live. I live by just simply sojourning in the land of promise. Well, you said that, Lord, I, I, and I have not found that to, to, to flow in my life. It might have drift in my life, but you called me to flow. You said out of my bellies would flow rivers, not just a river, rivers of living water. So, Lord, I might have had a drip over here. I might have had a splash over here. But, Lord, I'm interested in allowing the flow of your glory because that's what you said in, in, in the back of 214. You said that the whole earth would be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord the same way the waters cover the sea. That's flow, y'all. We're going to have to get to the place where that's seen every day, all day. Amen. But by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And when you do this, this is the process. Now, the peace of God, which passes all understanding. I, I, I just love it. 
it don't pass some understanding. He said, when you do these things this way, that the peace of God, which passes all understanding. There is no way possible that I can begin, begin to conceive the word all, anything other than all. And he says that when I do these steps, this process, he says what will happen is I will have the peace of God that passes my understanding, goes beyond what I simply understand, okay? It goes beyond what I walked in yesterday, glory to God. In order to go beyond my understanding, that means it has to go further than yesterday's revelation. Yesterday's understanding has to. Otherwise, it would just be, it would be a statement that says, and when you do this, you'll, you'll be able to, to support yourself better today. He, God is always the God of increase, which means he's the God of your tomorrow. I said it, uh, I said it last week. I, I, if we would allow the God of forever to lead, then we will be forever changed or we'll be changed Day by day by day by day forever, we will be forever changed from glory to glory, forever changed. If we let the God of forever lead, impact us, then we will be forever changed. Glory to glory, faith to faith. See, and then that would be the invitation, beloved. That would, be the, that would make your life now an invitation for those that you come in contact with, those in your sphere of influence, because they would see that you are forever changed. You're not impacted by the things that frustrate everybody. You are the one that's going to be changed from glory to glory, forever changed. It says that when you do this, you understand this process, participate in this process. Then it says, then the peace of God, which passes all understanding, becomes responsible to keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Wow. See, so then with this being said, I don't know how I can concentrate on what this person said, did, or, or, or tempted to do in my life because my mind and my heart now is kept by this peace that passes my understanding, excuse me, that passes all understanding. My heart and my mind now is kept by Christ. All I'm thinking about is the word. All I'm thinking about is his spirit. All I'm thinking about is his faithfulness, the God that is faithful. So as I do that, there is no way, come on, y'all, come on. There is no way, if, as I think this way, there is no way for me to stay in the past because I forgot those things that are behind. See, I'm pressing. I mean, it's just what he told us to do just a, a chapter before. See, this, the process, you can see it and we can walk in it. I press toward the mark of the prize in, of the high calling in Christ Jesus. And as I think this way, many of you that would think this way, you'd be dust-minded, he said you would be completed, perfect. See? 
He, he wants us, he needs us to be able to allow this glory that's been, we've been crowned with it. That means you should think about it. And then he has, you have the glory within you. That's a double anointing of glory. Amen. And then if that wasn't enough, he's the father of glory. So he's going to keep producing in you that which he fathers, and that which he fathers is glorious. Hallelujah. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and keep your minds through Christ Jesus. Verse 8, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good, of a good report, if there be any praise and if there be any virtue, think on, those, think on these things. I like it. He says there be any, any praise. Again, so you're going to have to find Locate praise. Locate virtue. How much virtue? He said, any. <laughs> Do you hear how powerful your God is? If you would just find again, if you had a grain of mustard seed, faith like a grain of mustard seed, which is the smallest, here he said, I'm going to go back to that smallest principle because your, your God is bigger. Your God is bigger than any devil. And if you would just go and do what he said here, if you can find any praise, if you can find any virtue, then the peace of God that's keeping your mind and your heart will be able to cause victory because these are the steps of the process. It's not a transfer. It's a process. Okay? And most of the time in our thinking, we're just looking for a goose bump here or there to let us know that we are connected with God. But if you would perpetually be in his presence, that's what Jesus did. I don't do nothing except I see my father do it. I don't say nothing except I hear my father do it, say it. Well, he was perpetually in the presence of God. They would come at him and, and, and bring this uh, idea, this construct, and he would hear what God would say, say that, and it worked together for his good. Didn't matter what it was. You have not been tested like Jesus was. Not your calling. He was the one that had to go through that. But then he gave you, okay, then he gave you the ability. He gave you the invitation. Then he said, let this mind be in you. That was also in Christ Jesus. Let this mind become active in you. Because you have, according to scripture, you have the mind of Christ. Now he says, let it become active in you. How do you do that? By the peace that passes all understanding, by thinking on those things that are true, that are honest, that are just, that are pure, that are lovely, that are any good report, if they have any virtue, if they have any praise, think on these things. Why should you think on these things? Verse 9 says, the things both that you received, learned, and received of me, heard and seen in me. Notice it says, you heard and you learned, you seen, and you heard and you, you learned and received, you heard and you saw. Okay? Again, he's trying to get us to, to, to from the perspective of uh, the witness twice. Anything that's uh, 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 verified in scripture, it has to be in the mouth of two or three witnesses. 
That's the number of two. So he said, the things that you have both learned and received, the things that you've heard and seen in me, he said, do. Why? Because now here comes a new a new function that you've never got to before because before in verse 7 he said that the peace of God which passes understanding will keep your hearts and minds. That's the peace of God. Now when you do these things that he said in verse 8, he said now the God of peace shall be with you. Did you just see a transfer? The peace of God internal, something that you can uh, tangibly function under. That's good, amen. But when you do that because of the inside, what's inside is going to come out. What's in your heart is going to be made manifest. Out of the heart flows the issues of life. So he says, now, when you do that, next thing you're going to see is now the God of peace is going to be with you. Well, why is that important, sir? Well, flip over there to Romans chapter 16, verse 20. See, this is the process. This is the process. Verse, uh, chapter 16, verse 20. Coming back to refresh. When you do these things, those things that you've learned and received, seen and heard, when you do those things, the God of peace shall be with you. Romans 16, 20. And. The God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. Now, God's going to get involved. He's going to do something. Because that which you stirred up in your heart, that which you have rehearsed over and over again, the sojourn uh, experience that you went through over and over, rightly dividing the word of truth. Now, because that is your mainstay, now the peace of God is going to be converted, and now it's going to be the God of peace is going to now do something. Bruise Satan under your heel shortly. That's the process, not a transfer. See, we've been looking at a promise and say, oh, I like that, you know, but no, no, you're going to have to love that, employ that, walk in that, work that, day in, day out. Let it become your lifestyle. Conversation of victory or defeat. <laughs> to give you the word, the definition for the word conversation. It is defined as a course, a mode of action, conversation. It's not just uh, uh, um, words that you say. It says it's a course of life. In Psalms 50, 23, it says this, Whoso offereth praise glorifieth me, and to him that orders his conversation aright, I will show the salvation the deliverance of God. He said, for him that orders his conversation. Okay? Please notice that, that the conversation, your lifestyle, had to be ordered or made right. We do speak with our mouths, but we speak with our lives also. And by this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. See, that's speaking with our actions. 
Because if I have love one for another, love, the Bible says, covers what? A multitude of sins. So is there any place where I can live in offense? It's not possible. Because this is how they know you belong to me, because your conversation has changed. Your lifestyle has changed. You used to be one that was easily offended, but now your lifestyle doesn't represent darkness that you came out of. Amen. Because there's no victory possible in darkness. There's only stumbling and falling. Because when the blind lead the blind, they both fall into a ditch. So here I am, upset, talking about you to everybody that listened to me, and I didn't know that I just dug a ditch for my existence. Because I'm functioning in darkness, and darkness has no victory, and so I stumble around in that darkness wondering where God is. Okay? But he told you, well, this is what I need for you to do. I, I need for you to think on those things that are pure. If there be any praise, if there be, I need for you to, to, to get out of the ditch. See? But here you are, careful for this thing or that thing. Not allowing the truth that was already sent to you. A word was sent to you so that you could be healed and be delivered. Conversations of our mind must become entrenched in our heart. You want to talk about the transfer? There's the transfer. It has to go from your mind to your heart. Every word of God has to go from the mind to the, it has to go from the intellect to an internal position of the heart. Every word. David said, thy word have I hid in my heart so that I will not sin against thee. Thy word have I hid, placed in my heart. I've taken the time to make it important. That's why I hid it. I, I didn't just uh, 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 gloss over it. No, I put it in a special place. He said it hid the word. Glory to God. Okay, there's a difference between hiding a word and burying a word. Amen. When I hide something that's valuable, I have the intent of utilizing it again in my life. Because it was important to me. So I hid it. I protected it. Thy word have I hid in my heart. So I would not miss my portion. I know we think when we hear the word sin, we think that that just means that we missed the mark. Well, it's the first definition of the word sin is to be without a portion. To be without a share. That's the first definition of the word sin. Naturally, if you don't have what you need, if you are without a share, if you are without a portion, naturally you're going to do the wrong things because you don't have in your understanding, you don't have what you think you need to win. So you do wrong things. The reason you do wrong things is because you didn't understand the portion or you are without that portion. 
okay? So then the invitation that Jesus has, come on now, come on, come on. The invitation that Jesus makes, he says, okay, if you confess your sins, then God is faithful and just to forgive you of the sin and to cleanse you. What is he saying? I'm giving you an invitation to go back to square one. Start over. Start afresh. Cleansed. Amen. See, you don't start in the mistake. You start in the cleansing. Because he sent the word to cleanse you, to heal you, to deliver you. It would be kind of stupid to think that I can make you out of the darkness that you lived in or accustomed to, that I can make you right in that darkness and then let you go from that place of darkness to another place of darkness. I'm going to give you a fresh word, a new word, so that that word that cleanses you now causes you to think differently. If you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from the backwards way of thinking that you have to go out and do it on your own, gave you a fresh, if any man be in Christ Jesus, that man is not a washed sinner. That man is a new creation. Old things are passed away, and all things are of God. See, we've been kind of half believing, if you would, Still thinking unrighteously. Did it not say in Isaiah, uh, just before he told us about his word not returning for it, uh, Isaiah 55, 6, he says, let the, uh, the wicked man forsake his way. The unrighteous man forsake. Go turn over there. Let's just see it. Again, these are the, these are the, the, the process. Okay? Isaiah 55. Thank you, my God. 55, 6 and following. Wow, well, that's true, too. Now I'm thinking about the way he said it. Yeah, you're going to start at verse 1. We'll go back. We'll go through it. <laughs> yeah, that's true, sir. Isaiah 55. Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come to come ye to the waters, and he that hath no money, come ye and buy and eat. Come buy milk without, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why? Because it's free to you. But you have to exchange something. The, the, the process of buying is the process of exchange. Okay? So then you're going to have to exchange something. Let this go. Take that. Exchange. Let him buy milk without money and without price. Wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread? And why do you labor for that which satisfies not? Hearken diligently unto me and eat that which is good, and let your souls delight itself in fatness. <laughs> Come to me and let your souls delight itself in abundance, in that which is necessary for a supply that's eternal, abundance. Not you can't eat. He's not asking you to eat one meal. Did you not understand that God said he prepared a table before you, glory to God, in the presence of your enemies? Not an enemy but your enemies. So he wants you to perpetually eat at the table. Anytime you see an enemy, eat. 
Amen. Because he supplied abundance for you so that victory will continue. It has secession. Glory to God. Wow. Let your soul delight itself in sadness. Incline your ear and come unto me. Hear, and your soul shall live. I mean, do you do you see possession here? He said it's not just a one-time thing. It's not just a a a a, 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 a transfer. It's a process. He said, "Come." <laughs> he said, "Come, incline your ear. Come unto me. Hear. Delight your soul in in fatness. Come on. Do you see? Do you see more than just a transfer?" Do you see a process? Your soul shall live, verse 3. And I will make an everlasting, I mean, again, process. You come to eat and allow him to make. Oh, glory to God. So you don't come eat, get full and go somewhere. No, you eat and allow him to change, to transfer the thinking. Make new the thinking. Glory to God. And I will... Make with you an everlasting covenant, even the sure mercies of David. Behold, I've given him for a witness to the people, a leader, and a commander to the people. Behold, thou shalt call the nations that thou knewest not. The nation that knew not thee shall run unto thee. That invitation, there's this invitation to run to thee. Why? Because of the Lord thy God, because of the Holy One of Israel, for he have glorified thee. Verse 6. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. See, he says, so when you come and you confess the, the sin, he says, I'm, there's a process that I need to do now. You forsake. You abandon. Return to God. Don't return to your old ways of doing things, thinking. Don't return there. Let you forsake that. Forsake your thoughts that's unrighteous. Ooh, Jesus, come on. Abandon what you was doing. Forsake your way and forsake your thoughts. Excuse me. Forsake your unrighteous thoughts. See? Because he told you to think on the things that are pure, justice, any praise, any virtue. Think on those things, but I need you to forsake your unrighteous thoughts. One of the unrighteous thoughts that we do have in our, 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 our arsenal is that we've used in times past is that I have to do it myself. I have to work it out. Forsake that thought. Amen. Return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy. He will abundantly pardon. For... Verse 8, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are my ways your ways, saith the Lord. For as the heaven is higher, higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. As the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth in bud, so that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. So God is not saying that he didn't want you to have his thoughts, 
Otherwise, he would not have sent those thoughts down abundantly, like rain and snow. That is abundance. And when you see snow in particularly, well, both of them do it, but snow, you can visually see, it covers the whole earth, doesn't it, where the snow is. It covers the earth. In other words, you can't even return to that thought. I can't see that thought. I can't find that thought. The rain washes that thought away. Come on, y'all. He doesn't want you to go back that way. He wants you to, to, to allow righteousness. He's going to rain. Yes, he said. He's going to rain righteousness upon you. Glory to God. He's going to rain righteousness upon you. That would be abundantly pardoning, wouldn't it? Yeah, but we have chosen to continue to go back to thoughts that, first of all, didn't work. Second of all, thoughts that separated us from God. See, we've got to stop this insanity and just say, God, you're the one that sent a word to deliver me. I'm not going to keep running from that word so that the delivery cannot be completed. I'm going to be found in place so that you can fill me with your wisdom. You can give me that peace that passes my understanding. He wants us to win every time, all the time. He wants us to have conversations of victory, not conversations of defeat. But the choice is yours. Your way or God's way? God's waiting on you today. Father, we just thank you and bless you for the ability to hear truths that would transform, to allow your word to be ingrained so that we can have direction and purpose from that word that is ingrained in our spirit. We're not just going to visit. We're going to abide under the shadow of the Almighty change our conversation, our mode of life. Because whosoever does that, orders his conversation aright, that's the one that you will show him your salvation. Thank you, Father, that you will want to do that for us, have already done it through the exchange of our life for Christ's life. Thank you, Lord, that we walk in that, that we choose that so that you can bless us abundantly. We give you praise, sir. We give you glory and honor. Committed it to you is done. In the matchless name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who is Lord and Savior, and the redeemed the Lord said together. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Well, as I said from the beginning, um, if you uh, had any questions or comments, I told you can write those down so you can ask those questions or make those comments. So I'm going to go ahead and give you an opportunity to do that. So um, area code 404-490-7875. If you have any questions or comments about the ministry tonight, 404-490-7875. Go ahead. You're on the air. I learned that um, it's not – I learned that it's a process instead of a transfer. I got that. I'm going to say it. So I'm going to learn how to stop transferring. That's five processes. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. 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 That's good.
because yes, it is uh, it is a, a, a process, not a transfer, because we want things quick. So we want to, to get rich and to get uh, happy uh, exchange quick. But it's a process. I have to go and allow the renewing of the mind to take place. Amen. Glad that you said that. Area code six seven eight two seven three eight four nine six. Area code six seven eight two three seven eight four nine six. You have the mic. Any questions or comments about the ministry tonight? Go ahead. Um, I just want I just want to say it was an amazing ministry. Um, so much um, uh, wisdom and so many nuggets within it. Um, I love at the end how you say we have to start having the conversation of victory. Because so often the enemy wants us to focus on what we don't have or what we're lacking or what we're doing that we forget to have, the conversation of victory. And just an amazing ministry. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for being a part. Yeah, the conversation uh, of victory. Yeah. And and, and once we do that, again, then we set ourselves in position that he who's raining down ideas, hmm, Okay, he's raining down uh, things that you hadn't even thought about that will cause you to prosper. I mean, in those droplets are, are, are riches and fame in those droplets because these are his thoughts that he thinks towards you to bring you, give you an expected end. Area code uh, 678-469-7930. You have the mic. Any questions or comments about the ministry tonight? Go ahead. He dropped off. All right. Not a problem. Um, Area code seven seven zero six nine six four seventy five zero one. You have the mic. Any questions or comments about the ministry tonight? Go ahead. Area code seven seven zero. Yeah, go ahead. I just enjoyed it. It was a great uh, ministry, and I just enjoyed it. And uh, I kind of liked the way it kind of connected dots. So. Uh, and the simplicity. Uh, there's so many things that we hear and see in the Word of God, but sometimes we don't connect the dots. Because, uh, yeah. like you said, the truth is in Jesus, and we see so many things and been moved by so much. But to see this line up mm. is really wonderful. I enjoyed it. Amen. Amen. Thank you, my brother. Thank you, my brother. Thank you, my brother. Amen. Area code three one two. Three three zero four zero two four. You have the mic. Any questions or comments about the ministry tonight? I just want to say that I am truly blessed every time you minister the word. Every time, and I thank you too for letting us hear the other people who do call in. Who also point out things that we heard at the same time, but they might have got a different interpretation of it at that time. So that's the help to us, too. Yes, ma'am. And we just thank God for you in Jesus' name and everybody who listens in Jesus' name. Just thank you. Amen. 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 And, and that. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, say the end of that. I didn't hear it. 
Jesus' name. May God continue to richly bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I definitely needed to hear that. <laughs> Amen. And the caller that dropped off, area code 678-469-7930. Uh, go ahead if you have any questions or comments about the ministry tonight. Only that it's always wonderful, informative, from God's hand to yours. And it always seems to be just that. Um, I appreciate the love, level of understanding I have gained from encountering our encounter. Amen. 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 Thank you for that. Um, and, and that is what the intent here at LiveDeliverance.com. Um, every Monday we, we come into your place of hearing to um, allow God to share truths that, yes, should transform, to deposit uh, secrets that might have been hidden from you, to expose uh, the, the, the grace and level of grace that he's called you to. So as, if the ministry has been a blessing to you, then we ask you to go ahead and bless the Lord by sowing a seed here at LiveDeliverance.com. Just go to the website and look for the Donate tab, and you can sow your seed. This is uh, good ground. Um, so that we continue to pray for you, uh, pray with you as deliverance uh, takes place in your life because the word, it will not return. We just saw it will not return void. So then as you are obedient to the word and that word that hid in your heart begins to germinate and bring forth the results that God desires to have, he wants to shine, cause you to be shining in the life of other people. Because he didn't just save you to bless you. He saves you to bless the world. Because in Abraham, as he said, shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. So we have to learn how to get into that process where we can give and it shall be given unto us. That God, who loves a cheerful giver, is not willing that you would be without anything that you would need. You will be sufficient in every good work so that you can plant seed. We're going to learn how to be uh, farmers in our heart. I'm not asking you to go out and, 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 and be uh, sweaty farmers because he didn't intend for us to sweat in the first place. Glory to God. It's only after sin that sweat entered into the earth. He told, he told uh, Adam to, to, to take care of the land, to cultivate it, to dress it, to keep it, and he didn't expect sweat to be involved. Amen. So then we've got to learn how to do that. And some of the sweat that we experience is, ooh, if I give, I ain't going to have. No, 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 no. See, you have to go back and allow the word of God that's true, that's settled in your heart, to then bring forth the fruit and then have that fruit to remain. So simply go to the Donate tab and uh, be obedient to God. Operate in faith in that also so that we can stay on the air because one of the ways that we stay on is through the, uh, the free will offerings of the covenant-connected partners that we have here on LiveDeliverance.com. So until the next time that we can gather next Monday, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up the countenance of his face upon you and give you his shalom. Until next time, love you, be blessed.